When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It's Monday, August 22nd, and I have to have my water nearby. Um, I am sure I'm going to need this, but mm, uh, futures are way down. Um, So you guys are aware, yeah, uh, futures are down. I think the Dow's down like 300. There's no good news. Um, Essentially, no news is bad news in this market, or no news is no news in this market. uh, we're waiting on uh, Jackson Hole. 95% of the companies in the S&P 500 have already, they've already reported their earnings. So there's not a lot of earnings this week, but there are some big ones. Zoom, Intuit, uh, NVIDIA, Peloton, uh, TD Ameritrade, uh, Splunk. Uh, I'm just kind of looking over a view. Uh, Macy's on Tuesday. Um, Nordstrom's, Xpeng. Uh, Toll Brothers, Dick Sporting Goods, JD.com, Salesforce. Uh, there's been quite a bit um, of uh, ones I've traded over the years, uh, but 95% of them have reported, 76% uh, reporting earnings per share ahead of estimate. So it's kind of been bullish, and you've seen that in the stock. And I'll, I'll go over the spy chart that I just posted on Twitter. But, um, uh, again, this week is, is Jackson Hole and, and kind of where we're uh, starting Thursday, the Federal Reserve members will meet for their annual Jackson Hole Symposium. In addition to the PC, uh, PCE, the Fed's favorite inflation measure will be released on Friday. So you're kind of sitting here for Thursday and Friday, um, just kind of floundering. And, and again, if you look at the, 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 chart that I posted, the spy chart. Um, essentially, when you look at it, you'll see there's a, a really low. That's June. I'm going to go back and look at it live on um, uh, TrendSpider. I was looking at the link, but you really can't see anything. My algorithm um, is not really, let me see, does it show up on there? Um, it doesn't show up, but uh, eh, it is what it is. Uh, but the buy is, uh, you had July 18th, you had a buy at 388 and that's essentially it. And you're still in that trade. Now the June 16th lows, uh, the low was 364 on spy and I'm just looking at spy. When you look at the June 16th low, oh, you know why it's not showing my, um, because I was looking at the daily. So I'll look at the daily live. Uh, so it's the exactly the same thing. Again, June 17th was actually the low. The low was 362. And when you look at June 16th and when you look at the the non-interactive chart on TrendSpider um, that I posted on Twitter, uh, I can interact with it here. But there's no real resistance from that low all the way up. You had some pullbacks, but nothing major. Um, and all the way from July 17th, uh, or 15th, all the way to today. Today's really the, the first time you see kind of a breaking of the nine day. Um, you did kind of touch it on July 26th. You kind of touched it on July 18th. But ever since then, the nine day has just been providing support. And on Friday, you saw the, uh, the, the nine day get broken. Now, there's a gap here between 416 and 414. I think we will pull back to that within the ne- within this week. I think we'll pull back to that. Um, the 50 days moving positive, but the big thing is you saw uh, the rejection on Thursday, or was it? It was last week. I think it was Monday, August 16th. You saw the obvious rejection at the 200 day. Um, the 200 day was basically resistance right there. You had your support on the nine day. You had your resistance at the 200-day. Uh, my expectation is there's, there's 
been a couple of gaps that has been filled. The uh, 381 to 389 gap that was made on June 13th um, on the way down, that's been filled on the way up. So the only gap that you have to fill is, is kind of between 413 and 416. I think that's going to provide some type of level um, if they meet on Thursday and things go good. Uh, my guess is that we're going to see uh, kind of that you be used as support and maybe a bounce. Um, but I still think you're, you know, you look at this 200 day and you are clearly still in a downward trend. Um, but again, ahead of, uh, Jackson hole, I don't particularly see a, a lot in this one. Uh, but there's your look at the spy I, again. I hate to be kind of, Hey, I don't know exactly know what's going on. But I think we're going down. The RSI is at 61. That MACD is way above where it should be, and it's crossing down. So in my mind, I think you're looking at the SPY uh, really um, pushing a downward trend uh, lower. Uh, I think we enjoy the rally. Kind of like I said, I think September when the Fed starts selling off their balance sheet, uh, I think you're going to see a significant um, a pullback, and I think you go back below 4,000. That's my look at the long term. Now, do you trade around this? Yeah, absolutely trade around this. But I will tell you, your long-term assets of buy and hold, do not trade them. Um, and, and the reason is, A, you don't listen to a moron on the internet, uh, internet like me. Um, but two, you don't know. Maybe the Fed comes out and says, you know, we have com inflation completely under control and we're, this is not going to happen, but uh, we have inflation completely under control and we're not going to pull back. We're not going to raise interest rates. A and what do you get? You get a, a shot up. And are you going to time that? No. So your long-term buy and hold, you don't touch that stuff. You're in the middle of, uh, of, of kind of a, a bull rally here. Now, um, I, I think it's a bear market bull rally. But you don't, you don't get out. That, that's my point. Most of you guys, I think, the demographics of my, uh, my audience are younger. I'm 52. And if you're close to my age, if you're 50 and above, you have to be rather careful, uh, specifically in this type of market. Because if we are heading into a recession, and a lot of people do, you look at um, J.P. Morgan. The J.P. Morgan analysts and the economists are saying, yeah, there's a 40% chance that we're going into a recession. Well, Jamie Dimon, the CEO, says there's a 100% chance that we're getting into a recession. Now, nobody knows what type of recession that is. It could be a short recession like we saw in 2020 with COVID. That was a recession. That was a, a what, a one-month recession? Um, that this is what we could be looking at. You, you've been in a six-month downtrend here. Uh, we have not changed to an uptrend. Uh, make no mistake about it. We have not changed to a uh, an uptrend. Um, on the four-hour chart on the algorithm uh, for SPY, you had a buy-in here at 388. I've talked about it a lot where you get these kind of end-of-runs um, a button hook where, uh, you know, think of, and for you NFL fans who uh, NFL is starting preseason now, and, and by the way, the refs are just horrible, uh, but um, button hook is where a receiver goes out, turns around, and the ball is there from the, uh, from the quarterback. Uh, you're seeing that button hook, and it's coming in on, if you pull up a four-hour chart of the SPY, SPY, you're seeing that button hook right now. Uh, on the last two candles, you're seeing it down. Uh, you're seeing the MACD cross down. Uh, my algorithm has not gotten you out of this July 18th trade at 388. It has not gotten you out. It will get you out when the nine-day comes under the 21-day. Uh, and essentially, I think that's probably going to be around 416 or so. Um, the implied open for S&P is down 49, um, so you're still in the 4,100 uh, level, um, but I do think that you're going to get to that 416, which is six points down, which be, would be implied at 60 points down. I think that's where you're going to start to see some support um, at the 411. So, um, I, you know, again, 
I don't know exactly where this is going. If I did, I would be significantly more wealthy than I am. Um, but uh, the the analysis of this buy tells me, hey, we're, we're going down. And what do you buy when you're going down? Well, you can buy SPXU, like I said on Wednesday. Let's look at SPXU because I did do think that you had a cross-up on my um, uh, algorithm on XPSU. I think there was. Yeah. At 1373, you're at 1417 right now. Uh, let's see where it is in pre market. SPXU. Um, it is at 1460. So, what are you up? A um, dollar? You only have 30 cents more for your 10%, um, you know, from that 1373. Uh, and that was on Wednesday, I believe, August 18th. So, yeah, Wednesday or Thursday. I know I titled one of these episodes, hey, buy the SPXU, and it was on an up day. Uh, well, you know, it, it was fairly clear that we were, you know, the RSI was way down here, um, uh, down at 30. It came up from 22 on August 16th. So we, we were, we're in an overbought situation, and the, 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 the S&P is going to go down. So you can buy SPXU. The other thing that you can do, is UVXY. UVXY. Um, the VIX is way, you're going to see volatility. Volatility's got to come up. Um, the, the VIX wants to be at 30 in markets where it's a bear market. The VIX right now is at 23. It's up 12% today, up 2.55. UVXY, um, I had said, hey, buy it uh, if it dips under nine. I have said, buy it when it dips under 10. You're at 998 right now. You still have an opportunity to get it under 10. You closed at 937. Um, on uh, Friday, uh, it dipped down to 895. It was under nine. I said, hey, if it gets under nine, you should buy it. Um, I was busy driving to Florida. I didn't buy it. Uh, am I buying it now? Eh, eh, I may. I may play it during the day. I told my friend I'd do a live trading session with her uh, this week. Um, that may be one that I play just because the volatility is there for stuff like this. Um, and if you don't believe that the VIX is going to go up to 30, play as VIXy. This is one of those that you can play right against each other. Um, I, I particularly think that you VIXy on my algorithm has the buy um, at 896, way back on August 16th, 896 was the buy. Um, it's clear that it, this has been just down in the dumps. The RSI was at 32. The, uh, the MACD has been just floundering um, straight. It's just, it, it's like a road in Florida. It, there's no elevation whatsoever. Um, but, uh, you know, UVXE loses you on the algorithm 93%. Your average win is 2%. So it's not one of these that's huge. You play it for the days where you see a huge downside. Um, and, and, you know, quite frankly, since Thursday, I've been seeing huge downside just because we've been overbought. So uh, you can easily make your 10, 15, 20% on this one. I, I, I have no doubt about it. Um, but you trade that one. Um, remember, when buying short, <clears throat> uh, I have this note to myself, uh, when buying short side ETFs like SPXU and SQQQ, you have to buy into strength. And it's crazy because it's the exact opposite. You want to buy stocks long-term, short-term, wherever. You want to buy them into weakness because that's how you make money. When they're weak, they strengthen up. The inverse uh, ETFs like XPSU and SPXU, SPXU, and SQQQ, you have to buy them into strength. Uh, that's why my Thursday morning podcast about buying SPXU was timed perfectly. Um, again, I, I think you got it in below even the 896 realm. Um, let me see. This was uh, August 18th. Um, you got it. The, the low was 871. So could have gotten it there. Um, last week, the, the, my weekly stock pick uh, guy uh, on Twitter. Um, let me make sure I know exactly who he is. Uh, let me see. Uh, likes. Because I think I just liked one of his. Yeah, my weekly stock. My weekly stock. Um, he wrote uh, in his, uh, and you should sign up for his weekly newsletter. 
absolutely sign up for his weekly newsletter. And he's absolutely killing it this year, by the way, with his stock picks. Um, only 31% of the S&P 500 were up last week. The best performers were Occidental, which I told you guys, hey, Occidental had a double cross up there. Um, it was up 8% last week. Kotera Energy, we don't cover that one. I don't really play that one. Uh, it's in the energy space. Love the energy space. And Kroger, uh, which was up 5%, probably on the Walmart stuff. The worst performance were Moderna down 15%, Etsy, a personal holding of mine. Uh, down 11%, and Solar Edge, SEDG, which I trade all the time, down 9%. Salesforce is reporting earnings this week. The one-day stock performance post-earnings were positive in six of the last 12 quarters for a daily return of 1% uh, and an average move of plus-minus 6.8% on the earnings day. So if you want to play earnings, Salesforce is coming out on, uh, let's look at it. It's CRM. Let's look at CRM. I I own a small lot in CRM. Um, CRM got you out on Friday with a good 6% run uh, all the way from July 19th to Friday. Um, You you gained 6%. You you could have made it 10% um, 10%, uh, by selling out a little before, but their earnings are August 24th, so it's Wednesday. It's post-market, I think. Let me just make sure. Yeah, post-market. Um, if you want to make 6%, the algorithm has you out of this one. The MACD is clearly going down. Um, I think you could probably get it. It's going, it's covering this gap that it created on August 9th, um, between 185 and 182. That's kind of, I think it's been covered. The next gap down is 170 to 173. If this one gets into the 170s, I would say if it if it goes below 180, um, I think you could buy it on earnings. Again, I think uh, Salesforce probably has some good news with their purchase of um, of that software company. It's kind of um, you know evading me right now, but uh, of uh, Slack, I I, I think yeah, Slack was the one that they bought. Um, I think they could be, you know, Benioff could be starting to have a big run here with Slack integration and things of that sort. Uh, I think you absolutely could play that one. So um, let me look at my other notes. Uh, Oh, I posted a tweet um, about uh, from Gergavin, G-U-R-G-A-V-I-N. And I, I, I posted this one on Friday, I believe. Uh, or it was over the weekend. He listed, he he basically said, hey, he spends $100,000 a year on trading and investment, investing tools. Probably 80000 of that 100000 is Bloomberg. And what Bloomberg does, just so you guys in, you know, that, that may not know, why would I spend $100,000 a year on, on, on Bloomberg? Well, the Bloomberg terminal uh, and the software for Bloomberg that you do pay $100K per year for um, and and make no mistake about it, this is how former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg made his billions of dollars, is they just aggregate all of this data uh, of these 10 websites uh, into one. And so for large institutions, for uh, hedge fund folks, it is worth $100,000 or $80,000 for them to just look at one place. Um, to get all of this data. For those of us that don't want to spend 100000 Gergavin actually did a great job of putting in a list of these 10 websites. Investopedia.com. I tell you guys all the time. Google, if you don't know what PE is, go to Investopedia.com. If you don't know what an RSI is, go to Investopedia.com. They have great tools to understand what people look at. Um, and it's basically a dictionary. It is fantastic. Uh, it has charts in there. It shows you chart patterns that you can look for. Um, it, it's just a, a great, great tool. Uh, Datarama tracks all the buys and sells of the biggest hedge funds in the world. Uh, if you want to know what people are buying, I tell you guys what I'm buying. I am a small fish in a very large pond. I will not move the markets with any of my, uh, my buys. The, the data on Datarama, 
absolutely moves it with his bias. Now, it's looking backwards, so you can't tell. But these guys typically from the hedge funds are buying for long-term. So if you want a long-term buy, look at what others are buying. Earningswhispers.com. This is where you get to know where the earnings are. Um, this is absolutely 100% should be bookmarked. Every one of these should be bookmarked. Optionsprofitcalculator.com. Most of your brokerages will have this included. Um, I don't trade options, so this isn't something that I'm necessarily looking at. Uh, SEC.gov slash Edgar search. Uh, SEC Edgar is one of the best SEC tools. It shows every single filing from every single public company all in one place. It's a lot to go through. Um, and, and again, you have to kind of sort through it. And that's why the $100,000 is worth it. Um, tools.optionsai.com expected move. This shows you what an expected move as stock also shows the expected move after earnings and historic moves after past earnings. Um, when I just talked about Salesforce and they have a 6.8% uh, up down, this is one of those tools. And again, why you should subscribe to the weekly uh, stock, his newsletter, because he does all of this research for you. You want your $100,000 once a week? Well, his newsletter puts it in format for $100,000 and you're getting it for free. Qatar.com, uh, Q-U-A-R-T-R. This has every single current and past earnings call and earnings presentation from every public company. I don't necessarily go through it. Some of the stocks I will. Um, Zipray Charlie uses this one all the time. I, I know for a fact he's using that one. Uh, Highshortinterest.com. This shows you the list of the most shorted stocks across the exchanges. This is where Wall Street bets. This is where um, uh, Roaring Kitty got his AMC research. That's exactly where he got it. Now, Nine is my favorite website on the internet, finviz.com. This, I, I talk about this. I, I put a YouTube video on this, how you can use the, the search, um, the scan. Um, it has one of the best free screeners, uh, all fundamentals, analyst price targets, heat maps, futures, economic events, insider trades, live news. Everything's for free. There is nothing that Finviz charges you for. Now, you can get a paid version of it, and it removes the 15-minute kind of... Uh, uh, you know, delay that it has. But who cares about a 15-minute delay? You know, again, remember what I say. If you're trading, you do care about the 15-minute delay. But my vast majority of my fortune has been made in, in buy and hold. I was telling people this weekend, I was hanging out with some 20-something-year-olds. Um, I don't know, are they? Uh, I forget which, which generation they were. They were telling me how um, my generation shorted them. And I, I kind of went over the history that, Every generation has shorted the, the last generation. That's just how it is. Um, you know, everybody wants their kids to, to, to be, do better than them, but the reality is uh, the constant, hey, uh, making money cheap, um, doubling down on spending, uh, you know, lowering taxes, all of that has a cost. And it, it, the cost is at the, uh, at the um, cost of the next generation. But... Again, the, the 15 minutes shouldn't be an issue for you. Finviz is the great, if, if you want a list of tools to use to try and find uh, stock trades, this list is absolutely bookmark everything. Um, I love that list. Uh, let's look at, guys, You uh, liquid natural gas is going over uh, crazy again. LNG is at 168. Market's going to be down. LNG is going to be up. You know, again, the 150 trade, I, I, you're still in this one. Let's go to the algorithm and look at LNG because I know it had a cross up here in the 140s, I think, the high 140s. Um, God, by the way, LNG had a cross at 128, July 18th. You've gotten 50% of your money. 50% in this move in one month. 50%. Crazy. It's way oversold. I don't know that I, I, you know, I would tell you to get into this rally, but there doesn't seem to be an end in sight. Uh, UNG, this is the United States Natural Gas uh, Fund. This one just had a cross up here on August 11th at $30.59. Um, that was after a 30% gain in the previous one from July 7th to August 9th, 
again, I think you're taking a leg up on this one. Now, the RSI is at 66. Um, it is significantly lower than the RSI on uh, LNG. Remember, this is just a futures contract. This isn't anything of necessarily value. But um, I don't see an end here for, uh, for natural gas. Uh, Europe is heading into their winter. They are getting um, uh, significantly uh, scared uh, about the cost of their energy over the winter. So, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't want to be living in Europe right now. But uh, let's look at Boyle on the algorithm because I think that Boyle is up as well in the, uh, the pre-market. Yeah. We had a $98.14. Anybody that was scared to go at 98.14 because the RSI was at 65, you've been greatly rewarded. You're at 106.87. In fact, let's look at the live price of Boyle on Active Trader Pro. Boyle, 118. 118. Boyle is just crazy right now. Crazy gains on Boyle. Uh, again, you know, I, I kind of touted your 60% gain before from July 7th all the way to August 8th. In one month, you gained 64%. You know, August 11th was the buy-in at 98. Could you be in for a 150 price target again and another, you know, 60% gain? You could be, <laughs> um, you know, it, it could be crazy, but, uh, it, it, natural gas again. I, I don't think you can go wrong um, there. But remember, with this huge RSI, somebody could pull the rug out from under you, and that's the danger of of buying at these high prices. Um, but again, this is a demand supply situation. Um, Devon Energy is down by one percent in the pre market. Uh, MPLX down point seven. Uh, Occidental is down almost three percent, just below seventy. Um, I haven't sold out of these. I probably should take my profits specifically in Occidental, but I do like that Warren Buffett now has the option to buy 50% of Occidental. So, I mean, he's going to continue to buy it. Uh, DRV, we talked about having a cross-up. Um, and today, DRV is up big. Uh, DRV cross-up at 35.77. And DRV um, is at 39. So from 35 to 39, what's that? 10%, 11%, 15%, somewhere in that neighborhood. You've gotten it in a couple of days. We talked about this. It was August 18th. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, August 17th had a cross up at 35. Uh, and you're at 39 right now. So four days, <laughs> including a weekend, two trading days. Pretty, pretty good. Um, Micron, which was a favorite. Um, I forget of who. Um, but I said, hey, Micron's a great one. We had a MACD cross down. You lost 7% if you got out of this one. If you're trading this one, um, I kind of said, hey, wait for it to go into the 50s because I do think it's heading down to the 50s. Um, it, it's, it's on its way down. It's got a MACD cross down. I had said, hey, this MACD cross up here on August 12th at 65. I don't think you're hurt in the long term, um, but you will be hurt in the short term. Again, if we're going down in this market, this one could be one that goes back down to 55. Um, but the MACD did get you out with a 7% loss. Remember, the average win on this one is 6%. The average loss is 4%. So you're kind of, you know, it's 12 wins, 18 losses, 40% wins, 60% losses. Kind of taking your chance, especially with the RSI so high on that MACD cross-up. That MACD cross-up came with the RSI at 61. So uh, it, it, it's, there, there's you know significant downside there. Um, AMC is an interesting one. Now, here's the thing. Uh, AMC, and I have to go over Signify, S-G-F-Y. I have to write that down. Uh, Signify Health is in a bidding war, it seems. Uh, AMC got you out on Friday with a 7% gain. Um, now, mind you, you could have sold out uh, when the RSI hit uh, 86 on um, August 8th. I would have told you to sell out. Uh, now, this is the crazy part. AMC, 
my algorithm makes you 770%. Uh, buying and holding makes you 239%. So you've tripled uh, using the algorithm. Now, there are huge, huge swings in this. So you had 40% wins, 60% losses. Um, Backtesting doesn't prove future performance, but it's a good indication of, hey, this is a stock that has huge volatility and I have a chance to trade it. Well, on Friday, you got out with a 7% uh, gain. Now, the RSI is significantly down at 37. This is a stock that makes no financial sense to get into. Adam Aaron, what he did was, he, um, if you're an AMC uh, shareholder, you got what's called ApeCoin or ApeShares. Uh, it was denied uh, diluting shares and uh, issuing more shares <clears throat> was denied by shareholders way back. I think it was June. So Adam Aaron said, you know what? I'm going to give you worthless shares. And I guarantee you, your shares aren't going to be uh, diluted. Uh, well, he's now just issued ape share. And people bought into it. I mean, that's what's crazy. When it was announced, again, you had these 10% moves in the stock. Um, it's crazy to think about. Uh, and I will tell you, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know slightly more than most people about finance. Um, when you issue a share at zero cost, meaning the ape share, um, you look at Bitcoin, you look at uh, crypto, things of that, that, that realm. Um, some of the coins that were released, Martin Shrelly, um, that the criminal that uh, did some insider trading and stuff like that, guy's smart. Um, but he's definitely shady as F, but, uh, he actually, um, did a crypto coin and then wound up last week, just pulling the rug out, sold everything. It's worthless. Ape shares are worthless. Make no mistake about it. Ape shares are worthless. Uh, at some point will Adam Aaron get shareholder approval to actually make ape, uh, shares, um, worth something? I don't know. But right now they are absolutely 100% worthless. They are given to AMC, AMC shareholders at, at the record time, at the recording time. But there is nothing about the company that makes these uh, worthwhile. So ape shares are down, uh, or I'm sorry, AMC shares are down. Uh, they will continue to go down. There's a volume shelf at 13. I think that's where you're going. I, th I think you're going to 13. If you bounce off 13, maybe you buy. Um, but I see a significant kind of shelf here, uh, and I'm talking about a price uh, a price shelf at about eleven dollars. So anywhere between eleven and thirteen dollars, I think the ape crowd takes it over. There's your uh, Wall Street bets kind of analysis. Uh, GME is down with it. Uh, Bed Bath and Beyond we talked about. Uh, you guys that got into Bed Bath and Beyond. Um, I definitely warned you about this one. I'll warn you about AMC. I'll warn you about GameStop. These make no sense to get into. Uh, these are trading tools and you don't chase them on the way up. These are, you know, just to give you a, for instance, on August 1st, my algorithm gave a buy-in of Bed Bath & Beyond, $4.94. It made no sense to buy in at that price point because the, 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 the earnings had come out the, you know, uh, prior in June. And they said, yeah, we're, we're pretty worth, worthless. Um, they've even announced prior, you know, that they're worthless. They're not making money. Um, I think it's a baby line, store line that they have that actually is making money. Um, and Ryan Cohen sold out all his shares. And um, you know, this was up near $30. It hit $30 on August 17th. I had made the call, hey, at $23, if it hits 20, if you buy it at 23, sell it at $30. Absolutely sell it at $30. Hopefully people got out at $30. Well, I know a couple of people um, that were messaging me. Quite a few, actually, I think, were messaging me last week. Hey, I'm still in it. Should I sell it? Absolutely sell it. It is under 10 now. Let me see where Bed Bath & Beyond is live. Um, it is at 9.38. So hopefully you got out. Uh, Friday, it closed at $11. Hopefully you got out between 10 and $11, like I, I, I asked you to. Again, you don't listen to guys on the internet, but when somebody's telling you that it's worthless and it's on its way down to $5, you got to get out. Take your losses. Write them off against your gain. If you bought Boyle, 
with the rest of the crowd at 120 um, and you're still in that trade, sell your bed, bath, and beyond. Take the loss because you can write it off against your um, boil gains or LNG gains or any of the gains that I've given you, um, you know, over the past mo- a couple months. But again, that, that, do not be suckered in by this. If AMC gets down below uh, 11, um, I might take a trade in that one on live trade as well. Just like you, Vixie, I might take that trade. VET, V-E-T, Vermilion Energy. Uh, we talked about this one. This one's up again. Uh, it had a MACD cross up at 2594 right before earnings. You're at 2550, but let me see where it is in pre-market. I saw it was up. Um, this one's a slow steady. Yeah, 2565. Uh, it closed at 2551. You're still in that trade. I don't know that it's necessarily a great trade, but your, your dividend is coming up. The next catalyst is September 30th. Again, I think um, any energy is great a great play for this market. And speaking of this market, I did some scan. Um, and it's funny because in a down market, you can't find a lot of um, cross-ups. Uh, the cross-ups come when you look at inverse ETFs. And when I, uh, I did a scan, of a, a YouTube video of uh, the TrendSpider market scanner, which is what I use. And it's on YouTube. You should go watch it. Uh, if you're interested, subscribe to... Um, to TrendSpider, use the pin tweet in my Twitter. I would just ask you to link up there and try it from that uh, that link because I do get compensated from TrendSpider. Um, I, I, I've gotten some checks over the past. They're, they're not huge. Uh, a lot of people haven't signed up for uh, TrendSpider. I will tell you there is a Black Friday sale um, yearly, and that's typically where I sign up for the year. It's not guaranteed. It's been for the past couple of years, I've signed up on the black Friday scale, uh, sale. Um, and they're usually pretty good about it. And, and the team at TrendSpider is actually excellent. If you, um, have ever contacted their customer service, they go above and beyond. If you have a billing issue, they are well, 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 um, uh, uh, enabled to do whatever you need them to do. Uh, for instance, I think when my, my customer service story with uh, TrendSpider was, I was a monthly subscriber when I first did it because I didn't have my algorithm. I wasn't exactly sure what I was doing with TrendSpider. I kept at it. The back testing tool was really, and that's where my um, strategy tester is. When I talk to you guys about performance chart, um, it's back testing. And it's what's called in the upper right-hand corner strategy tester. And, um, essentially you, you use it to take emotion out of your trade. I built the algorithm around COVID right after COVID. I was sick of losing 70% of my gains. Um, uh, so I said, I've got to take emotion out. So I back tested and I built it based on a MACD strategy. If you want to know how I found it, um, go to YouTube and look up the channel trading rush. Uh, and look up Trading Rush MACD, M-A-C-D, Trading Rush M-A-C-D. You'll find he back-tested, and it's his greatest. You, you'll see the basis of my algorithm. Uh, he back-tested, and I think he makes 60%, um, 60% win. Uh, and he makes a huge killing using just that strategy. He's got a Patreon. Um, I don't, again, I don't charge people. If you sign up for TrendSpider, and I get it, as part of my, uh, and you use the link, uh, I'll give him my algorithm. And, and again, it's nothing fantastic, but it takes the emotion out of the trade. Um, and, and, you know, go to YouTube, watch my market scanner. And so what I did today was I scanned. There's not a lot that, that came up. Again, we're in a downward trending market because the last couple of days have been down. Um, Oxy was one that we went over on Friday. Big, uh, it has has a buy-in. Our algorithm has a buy-in. Let me pull up Oxy at 63. And I think it was just a couple of days ago. Um, it was August 10th, my birthday, 63. And I said, hey, the, the RSI is at 54. It's in no man's land. The, the MACD is kind of crossing up here. It was right after earnings. There's not a, a new catalyst anywhere soon. Um, the di- ex-dividend date is September 9th. So it's coming up. I said be careful of it, but you know, again, Oxy, I, I kind of say under 60, buy it. 
uh, over 60 sell it. So I, I said, be careful. What did you have? Uh, all of a sudden on Friday, you had a um, uh, Berkshire Hathaway r- release that, hey, we can buy more than 20%. We've gotten the approval to buy 50% of Occidental. Uh, it was the biggest volume day you've had all the way back till March. And so you went up significantly. Uh, you're at 68.96. It continues to show weakness today. I probably should have sold over, over 70 in the pre-market. Um, but it, it, it had a MACD. So you're close to your 10% even on that $63 uh, one. I will probably sell it for my 10%. A cross up here for Pfizer. And Pfizer's one of these, um, 49.34 is the cross up on Friday. Um, It's scary. And the reason it's scary is not because Pfizer's a bad company. They have a tremendous, tremendous drug pipeline. Um, The issue with Pfizer is that in the next year, the largest purchaser of um, uh, COVID vaccines, the U.S. government, probably will make some of the pullback in COVID. That's just my guess, is that you're not going to see governments of the world protect their citizens as much as they have against COVID. So it's going to fall on private insurance, and private insurance is probably going to hem and haw, and you're going to have to go through some stuff. Well, um, Pfizer got a 49.34 cross up here. Uh, your average win is 8% on Pfizer. Uh, the problem is that over 26 positions, you win nine times. So only 35% of the time. The average loss is 2%. Um, now, the algorithm makes you 38% over 1,000 candles. Buying and holding makes you 34%. That 34% is boosted by a, let's look at Pfizer's dividend because they do have a pretty decent dividend, 3.26% dividend. So absolutely you're better off buying and holding. That one, I'll just bring it up because I do have a position in Pfizer and I like the company and it's been a long buy and hold for me. Let me see, Pfizer, uh, I bought this one way back in... Wow, we've got five pages of actual purchase history on Pfizer. Um, 2012. It was, uh, let me see. It was a $2,000 buy-in. Today it's worth $7,000. 7700 It was a $2,200 buy-in, 7700 over that time period. What's that, 10 years? Um, and the gain is do, 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 uh, percent total. Uh, 87%. So, not great, but it's a drug company. Over that time, since 2012, you've had uh, COVID. You know, again, you, you've had significant pullbacks um, from 2009, 2000, uh, or I'm sorry, 2018, 2019. So, uh, S-Gen. Um, which is a uh, biotech company. Uh, this is an interesting one because they had a MACD cross up at $171. They're trading right at 171 right now. Um, let's look at Active Trader Pro to see where the live. Yeah, it's 169. You had a 171 cross up on Friday. Now, here's the thing. Uh, I looked at this using Finviz. And again, Finviz is one of my favorite sites. Uh, They are 10.95% above their 52-week high. They're 62% above their 52-week low. This is a high flyer. Um, They're 13% above their 200-day. So at that 171, it's interesting because the RSI is down at 42 kind of in that no man's land you know you want it uh closer to 20 but when you buy um the the macd is kind of crossing up right on the oscillator uh do i think it's a good buy at 171 i'd probably wait for this one to get closer to 160 and again we're in a downward market so my macd cross ups especially on something like this where it's a bio um a biopharma um a company now 
June 29th, Raymond James reiterated their um, uh, outperform and their price target is 220. Um, on June 24th, BMO Capital Markets initiated coverage and said the price target is 169. Um, now in February, a lot of these price targets were taken down to the 170, 146, 155. Um, that was with a earnings release that was less than stellar. Uh, it was a loss of 95 cents per share. Um, back in February, they lost 74 cents per share, April 28th. And just in July 28th, they lost 73 cents per share. So this is not making money. Um, there is no catalyst coming up anytime soon on this one. It's one of these where I'm not exactly a hundred percent sure that this buy is a good one because it's been flying up so much. You had a 20% gain with a buy-in on June 6th, um, and it got you out on July 19th. Uh, that was through that market. You've got a gap here uh, between 113 and 109. If we are to go back down to 3,400 lows on the S&P, that's where you'll see this stock go. Just kind of thinking about that one. Another MACD cross-up that we had is Diamondback Energy which is a, a podcast favorite. Now, it's a double cross-up because you are still in the July 18th buy at 108. Uh, this, you know, this stock, again, buy and hold over 1,000 candles makes you 227%. Um, the algorithm makes you 62% with 29 positions over 1,000 candles. Uh, 11 of those are wins. The average win is 16%. The average loss is 5%. So at 108 on July 18th, you've made your uh, uh, 10%. You're close to, closer to 20%, but you had another MACD cross up. Now the RSI is significantly high at about 50 right now. It's at um, 59.33. Uh, why did that say 50? I don't know why it's way out there, 50. But um, you're, you're kind of floundering here in no man's land right in the middle of the RSI. The MACD is kind of crossing up on a eh, higher basis, let's say. There is no catalyst. The, the ex-dividend date was August 15th, so the next catalyst is going to be earnings or some type of oil event where you know maybe we strike a deal with Iran and Iran all of a sudden floods the market with oil. Um, maybe the Saudis make another fake announcement that, hey, we're going to increase capacity. Well, the reality is when China opens up and demand goes up, we're going to see $120 barrel oil again. And you're going to see all of these energies back at all-time highs. That's just kind of my thing. Now, let's look at Uvixi. Did Uvixi shoot up uh, on open? Because I think we saw the market down. Yeah, the market took a leg down. Uh, Uvixi's over 10. So, um, AMC is down at 11. Remember how I said it? it's probably going to be way down there? It's at 11. Um, let's look at AMC. It's the number one active, tra uh, actively traded stock. Best, uh, Bed Bath and Beyond way down. Yeah, I thought that uh, AMC was going to be a fourteen. It's at eleven. So, uh, let me turn my do not disturb for another hour. Um, AMD. God, market looks ugly, guys. Um, the VIX is up thirteen percent to twenty three. So Uvixi is not up 13%. Uvixi is up 7%. So again, Uvixi had that big run up from nine. If you got in at nine, boom. You've got your 10% in less than a day. Uh, so uh, be careful trading. Um, you know, remember your inverse uh, SPXU, SQQQ, uh, and SARK. The ARCs are bad. Let's look at SARK. Uh, this is the inverse to ARKK. You had a buy-in here on the algorithm August 16th at 47.65. You have gotten your 20% at 54 uh, just in a few days. Again, that's August 16th, and today is August 22nd. Six days with a two-day weekend in, in the middle, so less than a week. Uh, it is quite oversold at this point. Overbought, I mean, at 65 on the RSI. Um, crazy. 
Uh, arc G is the only arc that's in positive. You've got Baba up 1%. Um, Pfizer is up less than 1%. It did have that MACD cross up, but everything else is down. Um, I am afraid to look at my portfolio, but I am down. Um, DRV. Let's look at DRV on the live chart. Uh, DRV we've talked about. Is that over 40 yet? It's at 3884. Let me look at it on the algorithm to see if I can see um, where it might be going. Um, 35 was your buy-in. My guess is that this will, it will use that 200-day. Mm, I want to say 42. If you get to 42, take some profits on this run. Um, the RSI has gone from 27 up to 47. It's still, um, it's at 55. I'm sorry, in this morning candle, it's at 55. If this one gets up to, towards 60, which I think that it will because it's so far up, um, I would probably take some profits, take half your profits off the table. Uh, that's a nice 20, 30% move, I think. Um, so uh, 35 to 42. I, I, I you know, again, uh, don't be afraid to take profits in this market. This market is just crazy. Uh, remember your inverse. So, uh, Meta, we've talked about how that's a broken stock. Um, App Harvest, Foot Locker, Deer, uh, Fang, all of the uh, energy stocks. Zim is down. We talked about that one. Um, Germany, we talked about their. Uh, uh, natural gas issues. Um, Costco, by the way, if you get a chance, let's look at Costco real quick. COST, uh, one of my favorite retailers. Um, still in a buy from 459 all the way back on June 22nd. Uh, it's touching its 21 day. Um, it's used the 50 day. I mean, the 50 day is a perfect indication of where it's going. Uh, TrendSpider does give you this future hook. Um, and it kind of says that it's probably going down to five thirties. Um, and it'll get you out of this trade. There's a button hook kind of creating up here, but the last button hook with this one, again, they're just a solid retailer. Their earnings are coming up September 22nd. Um, earnings plays this week. You know, we went over CRM. Um, let's look at CRM. Uh, you got out. Yeah. We went over that one earlier in the podcast. So, um, yeah. If you have a question, hit me up on Instagram, hit me up on Twitter. I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, play your short. If I were playing today, I'd say Uvixi gets towards closer to 11 than it does 10. Um, you're at 9.98 right now. It's below 10. I again, Uvixi is one of these that I, I think you could probably hold on until it gets back to 13, 14. Um, am, am I buying it right now? I would trade it. Um, let me see what it looks like on the one-minute chart. Um, the five-minute chart, it didn't have any conviction. Uh, yeah, it's got no confirmation here on a one-minute chart. On a five-minute chart, um, SVIXI is crashing. No confirmation. So you're probably going more down towards the 990 mark. You'll stay under 10. Um, it's just been floundering between this 990 and 1010 mark. Uh, probably since, it looks like, since 4.05 a.m. Wants to be at that 10. So, trade if you want. Oxy I'll probably get out of because they're showing some weakness. But um, I may stay in that one. I may get rid of half my lot. I'll update you tomorrow if I trade anything. So, uh, see you tomorrow. Take care. Have fun.